0: Remember that our next online service will be Wednesday night at 7 p.m. I will be preaching. Our offices will be open Tuesday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Remember to do your daily devotion, and we'll see you again on Wednesday night. But now we're going to receive the word of God from Brother Brian Parking. Good
1: evening, Pensacola, and everybody who is watching by way of the web tonight. I'd like to bring you a message tonight entitled, A Divine Strategy for Difficult Times. We find the prophet Habakkuk in very difficult times. In fact, he began his book, verse one, by saying the burden which Habakkuk the prophet did see. O Lord, how long shall I cry, and thou wilt not hear, even cry out unto thee of violence, and thou Will not say. He concludes this book in Habakkuk three seventeen through nineteen by saying this: Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines; the labor of the olive shall fail, and the field shall yield no meat; the flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord; I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength and he will make my feet like hinds feet, and he will make me to walk upon my high places to the chief singer on my stringed instruments. Paul said in 2 Timothy 3, 1, that in the last days perilous times shall come. Well, here's the announcement, they are here. He also said in the same chapter that evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Let us be reminded tonight that God is not confounded or confused by this situation or this circumstance. Neither is God sinister or senile, but God is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Without an internal and an omniscient point of view, life won't ever make sense, but I'm here to declare tonight that God has a plan because he was the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Habakkuk had a front row seat to what was wrong with the world. He said, O Lord, how long shall I cry and thou shalt not hear? Why do you force me to look at evil, stare trouble in the face day after day? Anarchy and violence break out, quarrels and fights all over the place. Law and order fall to pieces, justice is a joke. The wicked have the righteous hamstrung and stand justice on its head. That's how the message uh, translation puts it. Habakkuk's vision and what, what was right with God. He was losing confidence that God was at work and had all things under control, and so God answered him. God said, I will work a work that you will not believe. I have a plan that you may not like, but it will speak and not lie. It may tarry, but it will come to pass. I'm glad tonight that God knows the way we take. He knows where we're at and God has a plan. He just needed Habakkuk to get a hold of a few things. He needed him to see more than problems. He needed him to have a kingdom strategy. The first thing that he told Habakkuk to do was to write the vision and make it plain. In this hour, we must have a vision for what God is doing and what God will do among his people. Without a vision, the people perish. Isaiah said in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. And one cried unto another, saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of of His glory, I pray that during this pandemic, that the whole earth would see the glory of God. I know sometimes I'm like Elisha's servant, saying, "Alas, my master, how or what shall we do?" But the answer to him was this: "Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them." And in Second Kings six seven, Elisha prayed and said, "Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see." And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. The first step, the first step in a divine strategy for difficult times is God, give us a vision, Lord, of what you are doing and what you are going to do through this crisis. The second thing that was declared into havoc is that the just shall live by is faith. Every heavenly vision must be accompanied by faith. I cannot live without faith. Faith is my life source. Hebrews 11, 6 says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You may feel like the man who came to Jesus and said, Lord, I believe, help, my unbelief. Jesus said to Simon, he said, Simon, Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat, that he may separate you from me, but I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen the brethren. I pray that in this hour, our faith would fail not. I pray that our faith would be stronger than it's ever been before. I pray that our faith would be exercised and demonstrated by what God is going to do in this hour. Already reports are coming in of how God is working in the midst of our pain and our confusion and, and this new environment that we find ourselves in. And I'm confident that God is going to continue to work through His feet through His people. I challenge you tonight, exercise your faith. Feed your faith. Feed your faith. Whatever it takes to feed your faith. Don't feed your fear. Feed your faith and hang on to the faith. Several times throughout the New Testament, it challenges us to keep the faith. And uh, I know that God is going to help us in this hour to keep our faith. Jude 20 says, but ye, beloved brethren, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, pray in the Holy Ghost. There have been repeated calls to prayer across local churches and districts and across the movement and across the world, we are calling out to God and we're praying in the Holy Ghost and we're building our faith and we are expecting God to lead us through this situation. When I was in Bible school, uh, many times my mother would send me a letter in the mail and it was always she would always put it in a red envelope. And when mail time would come and I'd go look over this red envelope because it usually had, had something green in it like money and uh, to go buy something to eat, but she would always uh, finish her letters and still does with three letters, K-T-F, K-T-F. It's not Kentucky Fried Chicken, it's keep the faith, keep the faith. And so I challenge all of us tonight, let's keep the faith. K-T-F, God is going to see us through. And so uh, he's taught us that uh, we must have a vision, write the vision, make it plain, write down what God is doing and what God is showing us. And then secondly, understand that we are going to live by our faith. But that wasn't all uh, that God gave Habakkuk as far as the strategy. The third thing that he gave him was, uh, Habakkuk, you need to pray kingdom prayers. Lord, I've done what you've done. I, I stand in reverent fear, but I have a few requests. And we see him begin to, to uh, relate those requests to the Lord. In ch- uh, chapter three, verse two, he said, "Oh Lord, I have heard thy speech and was afraid. O Lord, revive thy work in the midst of the years. In the midst of the years, make known in wrath, remember mercy. See, for Habakkuk, God was choosing a plan to to bring about his kingdom in in a way that that Habakkuk didn't necessarily understand. It wasn't necessarily going to be a a pleasant experience going forward. But at the end of the day, God's glory was going to be brought about by what God did. And so so Habakkuk was processing what the Lord had told him and how God was going to use the the Chaldeans, to bring judgment, that there would be restoration, there would be healing, there would be uh, the ultimate fulfillment of God's will was was going to happen. So he begins to pray this prayer. He prayed three prayers. His first prayer was, Lord, revive your work. Revive your work. I pray tonight for anybody that's out there that is away from God. And maybe maybe your altars have crumbled and maybe you haven't been as close to God as, as you should have been. Well, join the club. Uh, God is calling all of us to to allow him to revive his work in our life. It's time to rebuild those altars. It's time to sanctify ourselves. It's time to consecrate ourselves and prepare ourselves for what God wants to do in our life. And I promise you, even tonight, as you might kneel down there by a chair and maybe gather your family together in the living room and you begin to pray, God's going to hear your prayer and God's going to meet you. And if we come before Him with sincerity. We come before Him with desire. I believe God's going to revive the work. And I pray that even tonight, there are going to be some tonight that are going to pray back through to the Holy Ghost and back into that relationship. And you're going to feel the, the arms of your Father around you tonight, exactly where you are. Second prayer He prayed, He said, Lord, uh, I, I want you to, to uh, make known or reveal your power. Reveal your power, even in these extraordinary circumstances we serve a, an extraordinary God and he's able to 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 do the miraculous and uh, what better time for for miracles to break out among us than for God to do the miraculous and I'm praying lord lord reveal your power and let people see God how good you are and how great you are and God what you are able to do in their life and then the final prayer he prayed is lord remember mercy. Remember mercy. We can't always judge why things happen, and and it's probably an unwise thing to attach meanings to why that happened, but I I can't always figure out why things happen, but I can always determine my response to what happens. And Lord, I'm praying in wrath, remember mercy. Lord, we're in this difficult time. We know, Lord, that that, uh, sin has run rampant. We know that even as a as a nation, Lord, we have turned away from you. But God, forgive forgive the United States of America. Forgive, Lord, our, our institutions that God have, have mocked you and have turned our back on you and have denigrated you and have, Lord, ignored you. And forgive us, Lord, for the idols that have been set up. And God, we pray that, Lord, you would see us through eyes of mercy and you would see us through eyes of grace and that, God, your compassions, Lord, would be poured out upon us and that God you would forgive us and you would help us and you would cleanse us And God you would do a work in our life during this time in these difficult times we pray for revival we pray for harvest we pray for a revelation of his power and we pray for mercy I would even speak to, to those that may be watching tonight and maybe you've never known God you've never had a relationship with God but I want you to know that he, he died for you he cares for you He was buried for you. He rose again for you. And you can repent of your sins. You can be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of those sins and if you would contact the church uh, they would make arrangements for you to be baptized if you've never been baptized, if you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost. It is a promise to you. It's to your children. God can even fill you tonight as you repent of your sins and as you begin to praise and worship God. God can fill you with the Holy Ghost. Right where you're at tonight, as you begin to call upon him Jeremiah didn't deny how bad things were in Lamentations 3:19 through 23 and nor do we we don't have to to, to, to to pretend that times aren't tough we don't have to pretend that there's pain and there's suffering but this is what Jeremiah said in Lamentations 3:19 he said remembering my affliction and my misery the wormwood and the gall, My soul hath them still in remembrance and is humbled in me. This I recall to my mind, therefore have I hope. I pray that through this message tonight, there could be some things that could be recalled to your mind. He said it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning and great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. David said it this way. He said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemy. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of, of the Lord forever. I know we're not able to assemble together right now like we want to, but you know what? The Lord is with us. Even through this connection that we have tonight, the Lord is here. The presence of the Lord is here. The anointing of the Lord is here. And I believe that God can meet you right where you are tonight. Vision, faith, and prayer were all part, vital parts to having a strategy. But the icing on the cake, was his commitment to praise, regardless of the circumstance. Too many people have a sad song. I remember working at Radio Shack when I was uh, in college, and there was a song that would play all the time uh, that drove me nuts, but they played it in store, prop me up by the jukebox when I die. Lord, I wanna go to heaven, but I don't wanna go tonight. Some people are singing about a tear in their beer. But God has called us to have a praise on our lips. He's called us to have a song, even in the middle of the night. And I've been so uh, encouraged and blessed by those that even are going through uh, horrific situations and circumstances, and how that uh, in the through their tears they've been able to praise God and lift Him up. This whole chapter uh, tells us in chapter three, verse one, a prayer of Habakkuk the prophet upon Shigionoth. Shigionoth is a Uh, It has something to do with the way the the song was sung. Some have said it's a high form of praise. It's wild, it's rhythmic, it's exuberant. It's worship with an exclamation point. Habakkuk started with a burden, but he ended with a song. He started with heaviness, but he ended with an exchange for that spirit of heaviness, for for a garment of praise he said, "Although the fig tree shall not blossom, all, neither shall fruit be in the vines; the labor of the olive shall fail, and the field shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stalls." And we can stop there. And we've seen uh, shortages this week of uh, various things: meat, and toilet paper, and hand sanitizer. And, and uh, you know, we, we can we joke and laugh about all those things, but it, it, it concerns. Our, our, our culture—it sets us all on edge because we're we're not used to, to living in lack. We're used to being able to get what we need, and uh, and, we're, and we're, we're we're finding ourselves in a situation where it's not there. There's no meat. The flocks cut off. The, the 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 supply is cut off. We're scrambling to try to figure these things out. But here's what Habakkuk said. He said, "Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Yet I will." I, I can't determine what everybody else is going to do. I can't make decisions for you, but I can, as for me and my house, we're gonna serve the Lord. We're gonna put him first. We're gonna feed our faith and not our fear. He said, I will joy in the God of my salvation. The beauty is tonight to know the God of our salvation to know that he has redeemed us. He has saved us. He has forgiven us. He's put his name upon our life. He's put his spirit into us and we are his. And no man is going to pluck us out of, out of his hand. I can rejoice in that tonight. You may be sick, but you can rejoice. You may have shortages, but you can rejoice. You may be facing, you can rejoice because we know who holds tomorrow. He said, The Lord God, my he- feet like hinds' feet, He will make me to walk upon mine high places to the chief singer on my stringed instruments. Barren fig trees, empty fields, lost jobs, shrinking budgets, coronavirus. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation for the Lord is my strength. I will, and then he will make my feet like hinds' feet and he will make me to walk upon my high places. You may be here tonight, you may be watching tonight, and you may have a front row seat to disappointment, but God wants you to have a vision of what he can do. Your faith may be under attack, but it can be strengthened today by the prayers of God's people. Who knows what the prayers prayed tonight across uh, those watching and those that will watch later may produce in us, our families and our churches. And in this night, through this message, God wants to turn our burden into an exuberant song of celebration and trust to the Lord God Almighty. God is gonna help us walk in our high, high places. Several years ago, we went to Pikes Peak, and what an incredible place, and uh, enjoying the beauty, but also feeling the, just the, 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 the height and the, the danger of the rocks and the, the clefts and the cliffs, and, and uh, just being hyper-vigilant. And I looked down and there was a just a goat running, uh, a mountain goat running across the rocks, and I, I saw that goat and I thought about this scripture how there he was, he wasn't afraid because God had equipped him to walk in places that brought fear into the hearts of a human. I believe that God is able to give us a confidence to walk in places that others can't walk and to walk roads others can't walk in faith and not in fear because of what he has strengthened us to do. Several years ago in a service, there was this particular word that Lisa and I uh, grabbed a hold of and it was everything It's going to be all right. You know, it didn't seem all right. In a week, it didn't seem all right. We kept holding on to God's word, a divine strategy for difficult times. Lord, this is your word to us. Everything was all right because we serve a God who's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Let's pray. Lord, I love you tonight. I thank you for your presence. I thank you for your goodness. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity tonight to to preach your word and to convey faith to the audience that's gonna hear this message. God, I pray that Lord, right where they're at right now, I rebuke every fear. I rebuke everything that would come against them. And Lord, I pray that you would help us to see what you want us to see. I pray that our faith would be, be strengthened. I pray that, God, we would pray prayers. We would pray for revival. We would pray, Lord, you would reveal your power. We would pray for your mercy to be revealed among us. And, God, we would put a song on our mouth. And, Lord, begin to sing about your goodness and your grace and your blessings. I pray for your provision. I pray for your power. I pray for your blessings upon everybody that's watching tonight. And I pray, God, and believe that everything is going to be all right in the name of Jesus. God bless you, in Jesus'
0: name. This word, and we need to apply that divine strategy in these difficult times. We need to have faith, we need to have that vision. Our prayer needs to be God show us mercy and not just your wrath be with us in the time of difficulty, but I think where the word has such power and resonance is that we need to praise him during this time, not hang our head because God has equipped us and given us the balance to walk without fear in places where other people are afraid to walk and give us that balance and the ability to do that. And the the way God gives us that empowerment is through praise, exuberant worship, and praise. So I want, if you're in your homes, you're sitting down, I want you to stand up. I want you to stand up. And we're just going to praise him right now. And we're going to thank him for what he has done on our behalf and the blessings he has bestowed, but we're wanting God to use us in this hour. We want to see that power manifest. We want to see his glory made manifest. We know that God is able to do this work right now in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, and I praise you, Jesus. Matter of fact, why don't you just clap your hands? Why don't you do it exuberantly? As Brother Stone King says, clap your hands up We hope you enjoyed this message. Please reach out to us if you have any questions. We can be found at firstpent.org. That's F-I-R-S-T-P-E-N-T dot org. If you're ever in Pensacola, Florida, we hope you visit us. Be blessed in Jesus' name.